Welcome to the Airmail Podcast. Airmail is an e-card platform where you can set your thoughts free via email. My name is Mel and I am the owner of Airmail e-cards and the host of this podcast. You will find all of our podcasts to be just as uninhibited as our cards. So pull up a virtual chair and join in. It is my pleasure to introduce our panelists. Our first panelist is Daryl Miles. He is a native of Chicago and a retired banking operations vice president and marketing director for a major financial services company. Daryl has two sons, 31 and 27. Daryl is a docent that interprets Chicago history and its relationship to its built environment or its architecture. He is currently the owner and operator of a bicycling touring company which explores the greater Chicagoland area and the Black American experience in Chicago. He was recently featured on Chicago's very own WGN Channel 9 television for designing and interpreting Chicago's historic Bronzeville neighborhood. It was an official bike ride for Chicago's third annual Open Boulevard series of tours. Daryl is currently a member of the Major Taylor Cycling Club of Chicago, and he has been the director and and instructor for 13 years for the award-winning Junior Achievement Program at New Faith Baptist Church International. He enjoys cycling, being an amateur Black American history historian, reading, traveling, and walking. Welcome to the podcast, Daryl. Our final panelist is Javier Perez. Javier was born in Ponce, Puerto Rico. He has worked as a behavioral health case manager for two years. He has a BA in criminal justice. Javier was married for 23 years has been divorced for four years and is currently engaged. He has three beautiful children, two sons and one daughter. He also has a granddaughter. Javier enjoys traveling, bowling, and fishing. He also loves helping people that are in need. This is why he works as a mental health professional. Welcome, Javier. Aramel is excited to give the men folk an opportunity to speak. I can't wait to hear the varying viewpoints from our panelists. Let's dig right in. Tell me, what do men think about counseling? Do each of you see the need for counseling? Have or will you seek counseling if needed? And Javier, we'll begin with you. Me? Okay. So obviously, I think there's a stigma in for us men. A lot of them are afraid of going to counseling. Um, because, uh, the tough, I guess I call it macho man, I guess, (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. but me personally, I don't have an issue with attending at all. Um, you know, I mean, I work in a very, very demanding and very sad and tough field. Um, so I don't have a problem with at all with attending counseling Mm -hmm. if I need to, you know? Okay. And Daryl, what are your views on that? Mine is a little bit more general, if you will. I would say <laughs> good counsel is always needed, you know, whether yeah. it's it's professional or non-professional. Um, I've, I've only been to professional counseling twice. And quite frankly, I think think that I got actually more out of prayer than I got out of the professional counseling. So, so I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not against professional counseling, but I, I think that 
a lot of times the, the man in me seeks to go internal to solve my own, own dilemmas and, and also self-study um, yeah. uh, as well. You know, what I do try to do is stay away from pop culture. I, 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 I can't, I can't uh, get my, my psychological or, 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 or uh, uh, um, uh, health by watching Oprah or some of these other shows that are very, very popular. Uh, what I try to do is to go with the information age. You have so much information available to you is that I try to get the, some scholarly information and, and verify that .org or whatever to get some objective things that, that, that um, can help me evaluate my own situation. And then if I can't get past it there, my very next step actually is to uh, question like 10 different people with the same question. Say like uh, when I got my divorce, uh, I would find 10 people who, who had a divorce and say, you know what, 10 years later, how do you feel about when you got divorced? Well, they're gonna rem reminisce and tell me what it was like 10 years ago because they've thought about it and they thought it through and they've seen other people. And then that's when they begin to give me the benefit of their, their wisdom because I think God speaks through everybody to me, but you have to elicit it. And I, and I elicit with that question. So, Counseling is needed. I've sought it. I find it prayer to be a greater relief to me than anything so far. And I use God's people to help me out when I need when I need uh, uh, some feedback from from the from from people. Okay. So is male bonding important? Why or why not, Daryl? <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> male bonding is important. You know, um, maintaining those friendships it allows you to to lead a more balanced life. Um, but but just as important, male, it's the bonding of female energy too, and and I almost put that at a, at a one A. You know, the, the female energy is so very important to understanding what's going on that a male bonding is great, but I, 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 the female energy is, is, is whether it's sexually or plutonically, uh, that, that it, it, it completes the male in, in, in Daryl's opinion, of course. I hope I answered your question. Okay, well then, Javier, uh, are you uh, how are you feeling about um, the male bonding? I think it's a crucial part. I mean, of of a male as a whole, and, and completion wise, um, you know, for example, I have friends that um, we bond through church. You know, a group, mm -hmm. um, the Emmaus group that uh, we do retreats on every year, and I'm part okay. of that of that committee and. And that has a lot of meaning for me um, for a lot of reasons, you know, um, through my divorce, the death of my dad years ago. Mm -hmm. um, so it's important to have that. But on the same page, I agree with you as far as um, the female part of it. You know, I think a male is actually incomplete. 
uh, without the female, um, and, um, you know, we complete each other. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's male, yes, is important, male bonding, but, you know, also the female portion of it is extremely important. Okay. All righty. And I'm speaking as a hetero male, so I just want to make mm -hmm. that clear. It is very clear, um, Daryl. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Javier, do you mentor younger men? Uh, yes. Yes. Um, I work. It's funny you mentioned that. I mean, last night, um, I worked for the the call team. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. Uh, that is a uh, it works in conjunction with the St. Pete Police Department, so it prevents the police responding to crisis situations um, with mental health issues. So mm -hmm. um, last night it was a young lady. I mean, she was six years old. She was having a, a, a really hard time with her adopted mom. So we had to go in there, de-escalate the situation, and speak with her. You know, so we and after that, we you know we follow up as far as like you said, mentoring and following up with resources. So, you know, I basically most of my full my full time job I work with adults, but there's a lot of times yes that I do speak with young men, um especially in the South Saint Pete area, here, um, so yeah, it's it's very actually very rewarding. <laughs> so trying to trying to. So a lot of these children do not have a father figure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, this is very, I mean, for the very few minutes, who knows, you know, hopefully I made an impact. Well, I mean, you know, I just want to jump in. So the mental health, uh, health crisis in this country is so significant. And, you know, mm -hmm. to know that you are dealing with an aspect of that is, is a great thing. And that you're mentoring um, younger people is a great thing. I, I personally um, ran a, um, a mentoring program for 11 years. It was called Tomorrow's Men. So mm -hmm. I am definitely an advocate of, of making sure our guys are on the right path because I believe mm -hmm. that they're the foundation of the family. And mm -hmm. so, you know, we don't have them in place we don't have the rest of the family in place. So um, I am so glad to, to know that you're in that field and that you're helping um, people. That's a great thing. Mm -hmm. It sure is. Absolutely. Are now, you all, are you all in, in Florida or your different states? I'm in Illinois. Illinois, okay. Chicago area. Well, I'm in Florida at the moment, but I'm not here all the time. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Florida. Florida right, has Darryl. a mental health crisis. <laughs> yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah. Everybody has a mental health crisis. Mm. Just... Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, mentoring young men, I would say for me, since I'm no longer in, in, in corporate settings uh, where I did men mentor younger men uh, in, in that organizational set settings then, to help influence their professional growth and, and mentee as a mentee and um, 
it's, it's strange, like last Saturday, uh, one of them had a 60th birthday party. And a lot of them who I managed uh, and some of the women that were there, they came up to me and told me that I was their favorite supervisor. You know, I just I just ate that kind of stuff up. Right. But <laughs> but, but I, I was I was kind of hard on them because they 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 were young and they were rambunctious, but they appreciated it. And and afterwards, I told them in a, in a text message that I was very proud of the lives, the lives that they have built with their with their spouses. The guy who had the party, actually, I knew both him and his wife because they worked for me at one time. And I was very proud to see the life that they have they had built, uh, uh, you know, from that early setting, which was 30, 30, 30, almost 35 years ago. But in, in regards to right now, presently, no, I don't do one-on-one -on -one counseling much anymore. Uh, most of my 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 mentoring comes through a program that I've been running the last 13 years at my church called Junior Achievement, and and that is, in my opinion, to help destroy for young black males to help destroy that that school to prison pipeline, because it's it's been already proven that the the young young black boys when they're when they get to about third fourth grade they have these extremely high IQs. And by the time they get to freshman, junior, uh, sophomore, junior in high school, somehow or another that has dissipated uh, uh, for whatever, a myriad of reasons. So that, that bridge between that third, fourth, and I think fifth grade level, uh, the dumbing down of our young boys or mm. the, the, um, uh, the, the allure of the streets or the lure of being cool or the allure of not being smart anymore. Uh, it, you know, being smart is no longer cool, so I'm gonna dumb myself down, and then of course they 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 end up in that prison that uh prison pipeline, and mm -hmm. once they get into there, once they get into that system, their lives are are miserable because they can't get a job now. They only can only get certain type of jobs, and and it's it's just a miserable life, and that's that's not good for the the females in our, in our in our society for it to have young men who can't no long, cannot support themselves, let alone a family. And um, I think we under, we underscore being an entrepreneur, which is something that junior achievement teaches as well. You don't have to worry about a job all the time. Uh, you do have an option. You can all in America, you can start, you can start a business and you can be very successful with a business and you can have a record in a business because it doesn't have to be in your name. So I'm, I'm going to end it right there and just say, no, I don't mentor one-on-one -on -one anymore, but I do try to do it on a collective basis to destroy the school-to-prison pipeline for young Black boys. And, you know, on that note, I want to say when I was working in the high school, what I generally found is, number one, I found a lot of kids that were identified as special ed that did yep. not belong there. So they might have had discipline issues. Mm -hmm. Discipline issues does not mean that you you're, you're not intelligent. That's that right. just means that you know they were doing some things wrong. And you know it seems like with our boys, they're always thrown and categorized as um, you know mm -hmm. troublemakers, and they can't learn. You know maybe you didn't have control of the class, or you didn't motivate them in something that interested them to make them learn. Because what I have learned is 
you know, boys and girls do not learn the same way and they mm -hmm. do not want to sit still <laughs> and learn. So, you know, what, what, you know, was being done to motivate them was half of the issue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And they get that label that you said, they place that label on them right away. And it's hard to get it off. Once they get it in there, it's hard to get it off. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to take a little shift and I have a question for you guys. I want to know. Can men really have female friends? And can you have female friends if you are married? And I'm <laughs> here, I'm going to start with you. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, of course, uh, you can have female friends. I mean, I work in a, in a basically female field um, because most of our, our therapists are, you know, we have one male and like, made like seven female therapists uh, where I work so I have to I have to work with them daily um, I do have female friends outside of work um, from the past from previous employments um you know um from when I was in you know in the military so yeah I, there's not a problem I mean with having female friends I think that the issue at you know it, it has to be trust with with your spouse you know um, so the trust has to be the baseline if not you know it's not going to be successful um so yeah i mean you have men can have friends um you know um i was raised differently from um from other individuals um that I find out to be jealous of if they talking to a female, et cetera, and vice versa. So um, you know, so I'm thankful for that. But um I I have plenty of female friends that I call and 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 talk to on a daily basis, you know. Okay, let, let me throw this in there before, uh, in case you want to respond again and before Daryl jumps in. <laughs> so this came up on another podcast as well. Mm -hmm. And the thing sort of, you know, there are varying opinions. So, but if you have, can you only be friends if you don't really have interest in that female? You know what I'm saying? So if a guy really likes the lady can he really be her friend are, are you still sticking by what you said javier oh yeah i, okay. I, I for, for real i i i mean you know i'm in a relationship right now um recently got engaged um so oh, congratulations so thank you, thank you and um there's no issues there as far as you know jealousy trust it the trust is there um you know if if the per whether male or female has a issue with that, then that's a problem. You know, okay. that's a problem. Because that right, relationship is not gonna last. <laughs> what say you, Daryl? <laughs> <laughs> can't 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 really 
I, my response would be, you better get you some female friends so you can figure <laughs> out what's going on. <laughs> you know, with the male brain alone, trust me, we ain't we haven't figured this whole thing out, really. Uh, you, you need an interpreter. When, when women do certain things, you need some interpretation <laughs> of, of what, what the heck, what was that? Okay, um, so so yeah, you you, you got to have them. Now, when you get married, I'm gonna say depends. Uh, one of the, the 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 adages that I that I always tell my 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 two sons is that one of the most important decisions that you'll make in this lifetime is who you decide to go through this life with. And if that if it's a jealous person and you make that choice. And you got a lot of ma uh, female friends. That's that's not a, even a good choice. You know, you do better off having her as a friend. But if you're you're very friendly, and I tend to be friendly with with females and males, and I stumbled on it. I wasn't like that when I was a child because the macho, the the cultural thing that I was listening to. But as I got older, it became almost impractical not to listen to have a female voice in, in, in my life, you know, along with my sister, <laughs> which is, that's a whole another story myself, because she would give me the body language. If I bring somebody home, she would give me the body language. And, it, or she would say something like, where did you find that? What, not, she didn't say, where did you find, she say, where did you find her at? And all the body language and all that other stuff say, huh, obviously you don't, you don't approve, right? You know, and it was something maybe I didn't see, but she saw it right away, right? So I'm, I'm going off the deep end a little bit. But when you're married, that decision about who you marry is going to have to be a very, very important one. And she's going to have to be good with that. And then on the flip side of that, you're going to probably have to be good with the other side. You know, if she mm -hmm. wants, say, for instance, you don't have any female friends and she wants some male friends. Well, that's 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 a depends. You know, if you're a jealous hearted person, that's not going to work for you. It's just not, mm -hmm. you know? so you got to you got to go through this evaluation, you know, and, and some people want to say what's good for the goose is good for the gander, but not necessarily true. There's no there's no <laughs> blanket, you know, you know, just because you like to have female friends don't like doesn't mean she like to have male friends doesn't mean it, you know, but, but it's possible. But like Javier was saying, trust is a big issue, period. Whether you have male friends or female friends, trust is, a, is an issue, period. So I'll leave it at that. I hope I answered the question. You did. So guys, how significant is a father in a son's life? And what virtues do you try to instill in your son's life to make strong mm -hmm. men? And Daryl, we'll begin with you. Well, well, let me start off with Ben having an argument with strong I don't talk to my children about being strong. I talk to them more about being resilient because I think strength culturally is, is misconstrued, whether it's physical strength or whatever. I think the biggest thing in life is for someone to be resilient because we all know now that we're, we're, we've been in advance in our ages, you're gonna get knocked down several times. And you can ask either one of my kids, I'll tell you, they'll tell you, I'll say, if you get knocked down seven times, you got to get back up eight times. 
Mm-hmm. That is a more important lesson than, than giving them some nebulous thing. Talk about be strong. What the hell does that mean? You know, strong is 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 is, is something to different people. But getting back to the question, yeah, father is significant in a in a, in, in a man's life, and positive or positively or negatively. If you got a a father who beats you, uh, that obviously that's not a good scene. You know, why, why do I even need a dad if, if if my dad's a drunkard and he come home and beats everybody else up in the house? If you got a nurturing father who exercises uh, several of the, I think it's eight different loves that you could have. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, that that familiar love where you know that that man loves you and supports you, you know, and, 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 and makes you feel like, you know, you could do everything or, or you know, uh, there's nothing that I could do that I, but that I want to disappoint this man because the love that he's shown me. And, and that's obviously not affectionate love. It's just that familiarity of being around someone. Um, what was the what was the question? Uh, what virtues do you try to instill in your son? Oh, without a doubt, integrity, mm-hmm. honor, loyalty, and 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 I'm gonna put them all on the same line with commitment. Those are They'll they'll hear you also they'll you also hear my son say uh, bad bad company corrupts good character as well so mm. even with the person that you choose that to go through life with you're looking not at the looks you you know you got to have something pleasing to the eye to you to, as an individual but character don't even leave that behind whatsoever because mm-hmm. when, it, when it comes down to the hard times. Character is going to mean much more than good looks by far. So integrity, honor, loyalty, and commitment would be would be the the four characteristics that that I, or virtues or whatever you want to call them that I that I preach to my 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 two young men. Okay, Javier. I can. I mean, as far as the virtues, I cannot agree more than. With that, Daryl, right? Daryl, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, I could not agree more with that. Um, tell me, tell me the first question again. It says, uh, "How significant is a father in a son's life, and what okay. virtues do you try to instill in your son's life?" Um, as like again, I mean, Daryl just basically answers the question. Um, as far as the virtues, um, there's nothing, you know. It's extremely important. Um, I think, speaking for myself, um, is extremely important as at a young age um, for a father to be involved with their children. Mm-hmm. Obviously, since they come to this earth, um, the reason I say that is because I myself was married for 23 years. Um, I've never expected ever to be divorced. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what I t- taught my children, my two boys and, and my daughter are now coming out as they are adults. Um, 
they call me if they have a question. They, you know, ask me for advice. Um, I mean, I've never, you know, I, here I am thinking I didn't do things right. And I'm not the perfect, I wasn't the perfect father either. Don't get me wrong, but we make mistakes. Um, right. But you could see it in in their, in, as they are adults. Um, just, you know, just the other day, my daughter calls me and says, hey, dad, how do you cook um, a pork roast, you know? So, you know, that simple question is, I mean, it's mm -hmm. meant a lot. Mm -hmm. the, those little things. Um, and my son does the same thing. He calls me and says, hey, and, you know, he asks me for advice, um, you know. Um, he has a, a girlfriend. And he asked me, Mrs. Dad, I'm not sure what I need to do if I should ask her to marry me. So, you know, all of those things come back. You know, the trust issue again with them. And, and it's, it's just amazing. Um, and I end by this. Um, my daughter recently called me and told me um, that she's pregnant. And... um. And I was the first one to find out, you know, because right. she has her, you know, her issues with, with um, her mother that that's not, honestly, I don't get involved with that as uh, much. Um, you know, she asked me for advice. I'll let her know, but mm -hmm. whatever issues they have, I think they need to resolve it. Um, but, um, you know, it, it means a lot, the virtues, the values that you install in your kids at a young age. Um, so, Overall, um, it is extremely important, you know, the involvement mm -hmm. of, a, of the father figure at an early, early age. You know, it's just so sad that now today, and I see this every day, you know, young men, young ladies with no father figure. None. You know, and it's just very, very, very sad. Well, Javier, you've led us right into the next question about how significant a father is in a daughter's life. You've been sort of talking about that. Yeah. Uh, so what wisdom do you share with your daughter? Oh, my gosh. I mean, <laughs> life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, oh, my gosh. It, I, I mean, it's having a daughter, it's, it's not easy. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'll be honest with you. It's it's in today's world, it's it's insane. I mean, all the 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 peer pressure that's out there, everything. I mean, I just can't. I'll be sit. I'll sit here and talk all night about that. <laughs> but um, you know, the wisdom. I mean, it's overall life. I mean. Positivity, um, and, you know, and since they're young, installing that in a sense, you know, um, that's basically it. I mean, you know, that's why today. I always say the dad is the daughter's first boyfriend. You know, you're yeah. how you set the pace for what she looks for in a in a man. Yes, yes, and she knows, she knows how, how um, I raised them, and, and I think she's realizing that now as a woman, mm -hmm. you know, on her own, um, she does that, um, you know, 
daughters can be very rebellious at that um, at a young age. Uh, as I think Daryl, you mentioned about an age about where kids um, become. I can't remember the exact age you said, but man, let me tell you, <laughs> it, from from puberty like twelve, eleven to like. All the way up to 1920. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Who is this person? Huh? <laughs> oh God, that I don't I don't want to talk to you that, you know. Yeah. But now it's like a new cycle coming back at this age, you know, where she's at. I mean, she's gonna be 23 in October, and you know, the, you know, she calls me, she trusts me, she talks to me about everything. Okay. And, I, and that's because of the upbringing, you know? You were well, there. You wait, you wait on us long enough, we do come back around, you know? So <laughs> yeah. We, we come back around. <laughs> you have to pray in the interim, like I said earlier. <laughs> A whole lot of praise. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know. All right. Well, I have a little different question for us. Um, it is important. Is it important that you earn more than your lady? Why or why not? <laughs> hey, I ain't got no daughters, but I got a comment. Okay, well, go on, Dara. I, I <laughs> go ahead before uh, we go on there. Uh, my, 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 my girls probably would be a little boyish because I don't know if I would teach them much any different. I would go after their character to make sure that they were uh, people of good character first. So, mm -hmm. um, um, you know, when it, when it comes to, you know, whether they got boy crazy, like Javier was saying, I'm, I'm sure boys came in there somewhere, didn't mm -hmm. want to be seen with their dad, you know, because, you know, he, you know, he, he's this, or he, he, you know, uh, but they found out, hmm, dad was pretty cool. I, I, I missed out, you know, but uh, that would come along with the character thing. You know, uh, I wouldn't crowd him. Um, hopefully I wasn't raising them by myself and then I would uh, uh, be in good counsel with their mother to make sure that as any kid, they must have parents, not just one parent and, and make sure that they don't pit, you know, uh, one against the other, you know, just because she's, she's uh, trying her feminine wiles and the very first person she tries them out is on her, on her dad, probably, right? You know, so... Um, I would probably love to have a daughter, but unfortunately, fortunately, I didn't. And for unfortunately, I did. Either way, I'm good with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks for allowing me to say that. Next. You're quite welcome. So, Javier, we're coming back to you on this about the lady earning more. Um, <laughs> is that okay? Uh, why? Yeah. Why not? I don't have an issue with that. I mean. I I never had, you know I I don't I don't, you know um, my fiance makes way more money than me right now, and I don't have a problem. I think it's more we joke more around it, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know. Um, but um, I don't. There's no, again, this this is falls back to that trust question, you know. Um, and it's, and it's, you know, it's like, that's why it's extremely important to have trust in, in a, in any, any relationship, you know, with your, 
I mean, my kids, my fiance, and and my my kids. Um, you know, but um, there's no, I don't really. There's no issue with me if she makes more money than me, or if I make more money than her. It's never that has never been an issue. Okay, Daryl, your thoughts. Well, I, I think it's culturally it has evolved. Um, 50s, 60s, 40s, 30s, 50s, 60s, maybe even the 70s. It was a big issue. Um, mm -hmm. Man to, you know, provide, well, I don't know about protect, but certainly provide. Uh, you should have been protecting your family anyway. Uh, and then it, it has evolved. You know, obviously it's not as important now as it had been. Um, and, and certainly if you get married to that individual, it shouldn't be an issue at all. Because one of the things that, 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 that I think when you enter into a marriage and, and being that most important decision, you must realize that it's a merger. It's not an acquisition of another individual. This is a merger going mm -hmm, on. Mm -hmm. So that money is, is the pot money. It's, it's our money now. You know, uh, although when you get a divorce, it don't look like it from a male perspective. But, you know, if all goes well, ideally, if everything goes well, it's a merger. You know, uh, 100000 to 50000 is that means that we have $150,000. We do. You know, and what we do with that money is, is, is more important than who earns the most. And, and God forbid uh, you marry up. And this woman is, is far more intelligent and got more skills than you. And she just so happened to like you, <laughs> although you don't have whatever, Sorry, about, you know, something about you she likes, right? Uh, you know, it could be your personality. It could be whatever the case. She likes you enough to say, I do. Then why, why would it even matter? This is a merger that's taking place. This is not, like I say, it's not an, ac an acquisition. So uh, it, it's evolved. Long story short, it's evolved over the years. And I think from a Euro European perspective, I'll throw that in, from a European's perspective, is that uh, going back all the way in the 1800s, where men ruled everything. The Constitution is not even geared. It doesn't even talk about women. It don't talk about Black people. It doesn't talk about gays. So white men wrote it. They were the slave owners. And then the mm -hmm. United States evolved out of that because that was the male was running everything. He was the provider. He, he, had, he had all the wealth and, and all the power in, in, in all the relationships. And I think as that evolved, it is changing. Probably some people say it didn't change fast enough. But the fact is, it's in our DNA as, mm. as in, in America. And that's why I yeah. think it evolved from. You know, I think that on um piggyback on that note, I think that um when two people get married, it becomes one. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and yeah. that's um that's part of the you know, it's a very important you know. And you hear these things about you know, like you mentioned earlier, you don't like to uh, like the media and all this stuff and. Yeah, the, the prenups and it, what the heck is that? You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, when you get married, you be you become one, and and again, 
you know, that's where, you know, the trust and everything comes in as well. Okay, so true. All right, guys. Crying and hugging seems to be a generational thing. Is it okay for men to cry, hug each other? Daryl? Don't cry a lot. Have <laughs> cried before. <laughs> you know, I think it's it's cultural. I think I've been culturalized from that standpoint. Um, one of the women in my life that my, was my mother's 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 sister, a great aunt. We had a lot. I was very, very close to her. And my father had passed away. And I went to her and I said, I'm having these headaches. And she just looked at me simply and she said, have you cried? Hmm. And that was, that opened my eyes oh. at that particular moment to say, hey, it must be something to that. You know, cause I listened to her one, which is another reason you gotta have women in your life, guys. Keep that, I'm telling you. Uh, Cause a, a man probably wouldn't have told me, at, told me have I cried. A man probably would, that would not be the first thing on a man's mind. You know, he would told me to shake it off, you know, whatever. You know how how men how yeah you know how men relate to each other. Yeah, what are you um, crying for? <laughs> yeah, what you crying for? You know I'm hurt. <laughs> My dad's dead. How about that? You idiot. <laughs> you know, but but my aunt she just she she simply just said, "Have you cried?" And I say, "Whoa, really?" So that's that hugging doesn't come naturally to me. It was something that I had to work on. Um. And, and I think it was because I didn't come from a hugging family. My ex-wife came from a hugging family and it was, it was like, you know, boom, it was, you know, it was nothing to her and it still is nothing to her. But uh, after I saw it in that family and I saw how effective it was and how um, it was, it was a display of a, 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 a non-sexual display of uh, acceptance uh, I wholeheartedly would say to do it, but it was something that I that I had to learn how to do. So, hugging, yeah, definitely. Sorry, guys, my boxer keeps jumping on me. <laughs> give him a hug. Give him a hug. Yeah, know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get into the podcast. Hey, so exactly. I, know. <laughs> I um, I mean, I cry all the time. You know, I've I've. <laughs> I cry all the time, especially when I remember my dad, you know, because um, mm -hmm. I really think, you know, he comes to me, talks to me when hard times, you know, um, hugging, I do it all the time. I don't care if I'm on the, uh, at the grocery store, if, if I need to hug somebody, you know, okay. today I saw, today, one of my coworkers was having a hard time and she, I didn't, I didn't know why she was crying, but, you know, I went, I, I gave her a hug and I didn't ask her what was going on, you know, mm -hmm. I gave her a hug and, and, and that was it. I mean, a lot of times, you know, they need that, you know, especially like last night, I took uh, I was talking about the six year old that we went on the call, and we gave that little girl a hug. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that makes all the all difference. the difference. Yeah, all the difference. you know. So, I mean, I don't. I'm not ashamed to cry. I'm not a, in front of 
I don't care. I'm ready to eat all. I'm not yeah. afraid. <laughs> we yeah. do need to cry. <laughs> I think you do need it. I'm, I just don't think that I'm a, I'm a super emotional person, but I, I realize what it does physiologically to keep it in. So I, I guess I approach it more practically. But may I say one thing about the hugging that, that I forgot to mention? For, yeah. for whatever reason, when someone is maybe in distress, I don't automatically hug them. What I will do is I'll ask them, do you need a hug? Yeah, yeah. And I found that that was a groundbreaking experience. And I don't even know yeah. how, I, I, you know what I'm saying, Javier? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a groundbreaking experience that I saw. And it was from the, from the, 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 the response is, and some, you know, some people would say, oh yes. And they say, yeah, I do. You know, and I said, that is something that I use now. And, and I use that because it's, it's a lady at my church whose young daughter got murdered by um, some guy that because he wouldn't speak to her. And he shot that girl. And it was, she's been so, she's been emotionally disturbed. She need, I think she needs counseling because it's, it was her oldest daughter and, it, and it's been on her. And, and she came up to the church one day and there was a, a hearse out in front of the car. I mean, out in front of the church. And she called me on the telephone. She was paralyzed because she could not come in the church because she saw the hearse in front of the, in front of the, the church. And I said, well, meet me at the back of the church, you know, because obviously you, she couldn't come in. So she drove around to the back of the church and we let her in. And when I saw her, she had gotten over that boo-hooing in the phone. But I asked her, I said, do you, do you need a hug right now? And she said, oh, yes. And then mm -hmm, that, mm -hmm. that, that made a difference for her in regards to moving forward and going to class to teach the class. So I just wanted to throw that in, personal experience. Okay. So do men call and check on each other? Do you find your male friendships to be more superficial? Like, you know, you're calling to talk about bowling, golf, and fishing. Or do you have deep, meaningful friendships, Javier? Oh, my goodness. I mean, of course, I think that um, I have, I mean, I, 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 I call my boys all the time because they are young men. Um, you know, I called, you know, I can't say that co-workers, males, I won't, I honestly, I don't call them. I mean, and honestly, I don't know why, but um, the only reason I will call them if there is an issue. Um, now, in the work environment, I'm the one that cheers them up. I'm, I'm kind of, they call me the smiley, the, the motivator, the no matter what. I'm always um, smiling, you know? So, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's basically, you know, it. Okay. Daryl? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm, I'm almost a connector for 
for group chats and that type of thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, uh, I agree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, we we set I've I've set up two different uh, chats for people that I've known for fifty years um, on down, and um, it's it's just important to check in on each other's lives. And as you get a little bit older, you find that you know we we have male health health concerns. Uh, one of one of one of our mm -hmm. one of our friends is a doctor. Although he's an OB gynae, he still you know can give us information. And then you know the female in your life, you can get some information from him there, and he and he'll give it to us because we've been you know we played football together and everything. We're friends, friends. And uh, when we first got together, we we discussed that that gap. You know, it's been a long time since we've seen each other, and we caught up on each other's lives. Um, you, you made you made a, a little closer relationship with the individual, especially if you all are going through some of the same things, you know, even with kids, physical issues, the memories of uh, uh, in, in one particular chat where we had a championship football team. Um, and, and, and for most people, I don't know if they realize that most people, many people can go through an entire life without winning any kind of championships. So it's a one moment in time experience where you got 35 to 40 people all winning something. And in, in, in my experience, it's, it's not a, a greater ex something to share a lifetime with people, because at that moment in time, you were it. You beat everybody. And in, in, in our championship game, we beat the team 56 to 22. So it wasn't just a game. It was a, it was it was a butt kicking. Uh, that, that that we went out that we went out on top and and from that we've we've grown lifelong alliances through that I go visit a couple of them um, spend spend a week with them you know in, in their homes and um, it's just been a beautiful experience just to 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 reach out and to call to check in say hey man how you doing don't want nothing in particular just call and check and see how you're doing and then that right there ends up being an hour conversation. Actually, it's not. It's not just five minutes. You know. Well, you know, Daryl, you brought up something that I'm, I'm glad to hear because mm -hmm. I wonder if you know, like, if men were going through um, male issues, or mm -hmm. did you know? Do you discuss that with other men? Because women have always discussed those things because our desire is to help each other out. Right. So, you know, whereas someone might think, you know, we're sharing information just to be sharing it. No, we're trying to get a solution. Yeah. So yeah. that is why we share. So it is good to hear you say that if you were having an issue, you you could reach out to a close friend and have a discussion about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's not as common as it is with women. So I don't want to yeah. make that assertion. But it does happen. And I think the older you get, you begin to open the book a little more. When you're younger, you know, you 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 spitting bullets, you know. Um, you're invincible. <laughs> you're invincible. <laughs> exactly. You know, ain't nothing wrong with me. You know, yeah, okay, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. But as you get older, and I think, and, and the other thing physiologically, the uh, estrogen level in older men begins to uh, 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 go a little bit higher 
as opposed to testosterone ruling the roost as when as it is when you're younger. Mm-hmm. So your feeling, your level of feelings change to some degree. So guys, if you could have a do-over in life, what would you change and why? And <laughs> Javier? That is funny. That Maybe is funny. Yes. <laughs> Who is that? Javier is on here. Yep. Yep. Honestly, um, I okay. I'm gonna say this, but I think I would have chosen the medical field Hmm. um, instead of social services that I'm in. Um, Mm -hmm. But and I'm gonna tell you a story really quick. I and I'm, I'm. I God put me in this in this field for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and one day, the kind of burned out, you know, dealing with people's issue in in this field, and I went to sell cars for Honda, and I was great. I was doing amazing. Income was coming in. Everything was great. Mm-hmm. So out of nowhere, I get a call or um, a homeless shelter looking for a case manager. Uh, and I, honestly, I can't remember how they got my resume, but <laughs> so I went and I accepted the job and I had a huge cut in, in pay. Um, But, you know, and, you know, again, and I, and I said to myself in prayer, I said, God, I promise not to ever fight you again. Hmm. yeah <laughs> and, and 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 that's what i did and now that's where i am and today you know i'm making a, a decent income um which you know which is great um but if i was to change it yes i would definitely go into nursing um somewhere and you know especially dealing with high pressure areas you know um i think Half of my family is involved with with art, like in the medical field, nursing. Um, so, yeah, I would definitely be a nurse if I had, if I could. Never too late. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> Never too late. <laughs> don't quit. All right, Daryl. Oh boy, I don't know. You you want one thing? And... <laughs> if, you, if you you got a list for me, I'll take the list. Okay. <laughs> The first thing, I'd have more children, without a doubt. I would have more children. I'd have five children in the minimum, 10 if, if, if possible. Um, uh, I, it, it, there's been no greater joy in my life than my my two boys, watching yeah. them and, and what they've been able to do and how they've been able to navigate and, and move in, in their spaces and in the world. I, I just love seeing that. and and and. And knowing that I perhaps had something to do with it too, you know that's that that that's mm-hmm. too sweet to me. You know, you know what I'm talking about too, Javier. Yeah, yeah, but, of course. You know, yeah. Um, the 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 biggest regret I have is that not realizing earlier in life that this wasn't a dress rehearsal. This is the real deal. You know, uh, distractions. All distractions are equal. There ain't no small one. There ain't no big one. You can get distracted from where you were going. And uh, um, 
uh, I joke a lot of times with some friends and I tell them if I, if I had known the world was so doggone stupid, I would have ran for president. Because <laughs> I, 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 the, the intelligence quotient that I see going on presently, you know, if, if y'all tell me that this cat is smarter than me, I didn't, you know, we have a big argument about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, know. it's funny you don't say that because Liz Cheney <laughs> said on the news today, we must stop electing stupid people. Oh, I was like, please, okay. Please. <laughs> Whoa, boy. You know, I haven't heard a <laughs> profound statement in the last seven years, you know, <laughs> coming out of leaders of the free world. It's kind of like, really? Um, uh, but yeah, I think the, the distractions, uh, whether it's whether it's girls, whether it's whatever, I think I, I should have took my career. I didn't have a bad career, but I think it could have been a whole hell of a lot better. But I'm, I'm thankful for what I was able to accomplish. I'm thankful for the people that I that I was able to influence as a result of it. And a, a huge regret. I really don't have any. I've had a good life. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm, you know I, I don't have regrets about it. It was a good life and it's still a good life. You know, um, and, and, and I hope uh, the only thing that I even pray for now is to have a great, a great quality of life before you know, I'm, I'm, I'm called to just say, okay, D is over, you know, okay. You know, but until then, if I have a good quality of life, no regrets, no do-overs, loved every moment of it. Oops. Yeah. Well, um, I have enjoyed having you two open-minded men on this podcast. Oh, I thought we had so, one more question. Yes, sir. <laughs> I, I do have a question. Oh, okay. Um, so, if you could think of one adjective that describes you, what would it be, Daryl? Hmm. You always ask these questions that I got five answers for. <laughs> one, one. That's because it's just your nature. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, adjective, adjective. Oh, Jesus. Well, if you need to give me more than one, I will accept that. <laughs> I'm going to say pragmatic is probably the word for me because I deal with the practical as opposed to the theoretical or try to look at the theoretical and translate it to what's practical from that. Um, but the definition, and it may not be an adjective, I think I call myself a, not an alpha male, but an, but an A minus male. And by that, I mean an alpha male always loves to be around me, but being a true alpha male, I think his his nature yearns for him to be that alpha. My nature doesn't yearn for it, but when I encounter alpha males, they want me around because I am them. It's just the only difference is that their nature yearns for it and mine doesn't. You know, uh, uh, did you guys see the uh, 
the woman king with violet yes, with her bad badass um it was a it was a scene in that movie where her right hand woman they were in in a, in, in, a, in a room and they had a conversation and viola tried to alpha her and that and and her girl said hold on jim shu wait a minute you know this is me you're talking to i don't front you off in front of them but i am you but you got the lead and i don't mind that i, I hope i'm making sense here and and i love that part because when the the alpha male needs that strong person by them to be more of an alpha, but I'm not that. But if that alpha male goes down, I can be because I have those same strengths and I, I work to develop those same strengths. It's just that my nature doesn't yearn to be the president, say for, say for instance, but, but the characteristics are there and you hone those characteristics and you, and you feel, you know, and you know yourself, they know you and you are, you know each other and that's all that really matters. I'll never front him or her off, but in our one-on-one -on -one conversations, they understand that I am just as much as an alpha, you just got the spot to make it short. So A minus and pragmatic. Okay. I only had two, Miss Miss Brookins. <laughs> All right, Javier. Well, let me tell you something. So, okay. I did not do well in English class when I was in high school. So, <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, nothing wrong. But I would say, um, wow, adventurous, nurturing. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a. And I say that because I'm a go-getter um, in life. I'm not afraid, honestly, of anything um, that comes my way, whether whatever it may be. And I find that to be more frequent as, as I get older, you know? Um, mm -hmm. um, and I say nurturing because now I look back as a father with my kids um, and I see that, you know, um, with them, you know, it sounds like a broken record, but that's, that's all I think about at times, you know? Amen. You know, uh, and I'm very, 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 I cannot be any prouder, you know, with my kids, you know, especially in the world that they're growing up. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. So um, my kids, you know, and I say this really quick. Um, my kids have, my son has graduated from UCF. Um, my son is currently in Osan, South Korea, in the Air Force. Uh, and my daughter is, is in Arizona, you know, with her own, you know, her life. Uh, so... I think it's, you know, that's really adventurous and nurturing, um, I would say. <laughs> okay, did you have anything else you wanted to say? Um, 
Mm, no. Okay. Well, guys, I have really enjoyed and been enlightened by this podcast. Um, so since nice. this has been such an informative and progressive podcast, I will leave you with a quote from an unknown author. The quote is, not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed until it is faced, end quote. I would like to thank my guest today for joining the podcast. Please remember that it is important to continually connect with others. Be sure to go to airmail.me, that's A-I-R-M-E-L dot M-E, and send cards that tell others how you feel about them. Remember to subscribe to airmail.me and become a mailbird. You'll be the first to know when cars arrive. Your mailbird status will also notify you when discounts are available. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook at airmail.me, Instagram, airmail underscore me, and Twitter at airmail underscore me. Don't forget to listen out next month for our podcast. Airmail is taking flight. Bye for now.